Hey, Peter. What's up? Do you love everything you play? Um, no, I love nothing that I play, actually. Do you love everything I play? Yeah. <laughs> I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. Daily jazz advice coming at you. Now, I suckered you into that, uh, to saying that you love everything I play, but uh, it's kind of the the relevant uh, topic of the day, because the name of this episode is Simplify, Love What You Play, Play What You Love. Do you have any idea about what that could mean? Where am I? What's going on? <laughs> I'm a little out of it today. You just got off a plane from Kenya, so yeah. you're not actually in I, the podcast. Have we started the, the podcast? Yes, we have. Everything looks different. Is this new? It we is. Have, it we is have new different. mics, yeah, if new you're, table. If you're watching this on YouTube, uh, we have a whole new setup. Got a big upgrade. We have chairs that actually swivel. They're not 1972 St. Louis Public School no. counselor chairs. They're like 1981 <laughs> St. Louis County Public Schools. <laughs> Ikea. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, this is great, man. Yeah, yeah. It's feeling good. Yep. Uh, the Kranich and Bach is still in effect here. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's... Kranich and Bach is a major feature of the pod cave. The pod That's cave right. uh, for new listeners is where we record this. This is where the mustiness emanates into the pod cave. <laughs> it gets trapped in here. It's like three quarters Kranich and Bach, <laughs> like about th- uh, five sixth Andrew. <laughs> oh, you get some fancy <laughs> math. And then the rest <laughs> for me and you. Right. Uh, okay. Right. So today we're talking about uh, simplifying. Simplify. So love what you play and play what you love. Now, I added this topic because uh, this is something that. I kind of ran into recently, you know, as as we've been talking about, as I've been telling you over the past few weeks, I've been really hitting it hard in the practice room, trying to like up my game, really trying to, to go through a period of growth, you know, yeah. which we do. And then there'll be three or four months where I won't do much of anything. We call that the regression period. <laughs> <laughs> but right now I'm just, I'm super focused. I'm yeah. really, I'm, I'm laser. But, uh, you know, you go through this thing where, on the gig, you start playing maybe a little too much. Mm. You start trying to incorporate some of these new ideas. And I thought we could just talk a little bit about maybe some some head techniques mm. to simplify what we play. And I, this isn't even when you're just learning a bunch of new stuff. I think this is good for anybody at any stage mm. to always think about playing less to simplify. And what I, I've been thinking about recently is to only play music that I love. In other words, really try to cut out any filler or any chatter in my playing. Mm. Um, and so that I will, you know, if I love what I play, I play what I love. So you're talking about like in terms of improvising or even like repertoire choices? Yeah, what are both. We talking about? both. Really, okay. yeah. I'm, I'm trying to cut out things that I have in my improvising and my repertoire that are just there because I used to like them or yeah. I thought I would like them and I've just been lazy about not Trimming the fat, so no more George Michael's co- George Michael covers <laughs> and little, little references in your improv. Oh no, I still play things I love. <laughs> <laughs> oh, got it, got it, got it. No, I love this. I mean, I love the concept of you know simplification in general in art. I mean, how many wonderful simple things have stood the test of time in the world of culture and art and food? You know, just something simply quality, quality being the focus, and then simplicity around this. So many great applications for us with playing music. Um, and I'm just wondering if what you were saying about, you know, feeling like you're in a really fertile period of of your development in terms of practice and stuff and expanding things, maybe it even becomes a little bit more of a challenge during those times to not just try to 
get on the gig and feel so confident and your tech, your chops are up and you go crazy and maybe it, it can be a challenge to, to play simple, to, yeah. to, to play a simple theme and let that stand on its own. Yeah, I think that is the challenge, and that's that's definitely what I'm going through. But I even think, you know, when you're not in these fertile periods, it really helps every so often to kind of go through and be like, now, do I really want to be playing this? Like, is this <laughs> yeah. voicing something that really should be right. in my Does mute? the world need this? <laughs> Does the world, do I need this? Did you ever go through that? Or yeah. You, just, yeah. you know what I mean? Where well, like, I think, actually, I mean, we're joking, does the world need this? But it's kind of like, does the room need this? Does the totally. tune need this? These are things that we should be asking ourselves or, or trying to get into that that mental state where our flow of improvisation kind of answers that question as we go, you know, like that we're not necessarily consciously think about it, but we're playing in it. What, what do they call it now? A, a mind, not a mindful a yeah. flow state kind of thing. Well, flow state, but I mean like, like where everything that you do, yeah, kind of is, oh, mindfulness. Is, yeah. Mindfulness and intentional, intentional, intentional in terms of not pre-planned, but intentional, simplified, and and really minimalistic even maybe a little bit yeah I think know? so do we need to put do we need to put some 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 <laughs> black sweater vests on now well I think the thing to keep in mind I remember um, who was it? it was like Jeff Ballard I was hanging mm. with him randomly some night and he was talking uh, he was I don't know if you ever hung with Jeff but he can like hold the court mm-hmm. for a while he's a funny dude and he's yeah. he's he's really uh, fun to hang out with but he was saying like the audience their imagination plays ninety percent of of the night like you don't have to play nearly what you think you have to play mm. on the gig yeah and he was just talking about that at length and that's what i've been thinking about and and what i think is so relevant to this is just like you know if we're doing this right if we're if we're marking forms right if we're playing the tune right if we're if we're building tension and stuff yeah we actually don't have to do that much right and the audience will do the rest of the work yeah. in their head Absolutely. and so i think we get on these kicks of like i got to play three times the notes that Chris Potter plays on every so you know what I mean it's just like not, not the, gonna happen well yeah a <laughs> it's not gonna happen yeah but b uh, no one wants to hear it no uh but b it's like it's not it's totally not necessary yeah you know what I mean you know what I'm thinking about now is like think about a, an art museum wonderful museum where there's beautiful pieces of art on the wall laid out uh, positioned they're not all crammed up against each other no and they're not like there's there's a a lineage going on as you move from room like there's an art to hanging art actually it's not just about and if you think about the phrases that we play the the melodies that we introduce the themes that we use to generate our story as we improvise it's not that different in that yeah we're just taking notes and then making sentences out of them making phrases out of them but how they are laid out you know with space in between for the audience I mean, just think, if, if the paintings are shoved up against each other, you don't have time to concentrate and appreciate one before you move on to the next one. And so, to your point of the audience's imagination, you got to give them time. To, you know, so, I mean, we're always talking about space and souls, and we never listen to our souls or someone else's like, ah, too much space. Miles Davis was good, but left too much space between his phrases. That never happens. It's always... You need more space. You want to be able to breathe. It needs to be appropriate to the flow. There has to be negative space. There's got to be negative space. Even within those paintings, you know, even if you take what would be considered like a busy Jackson Pollock style painting, there is negative space in that composition there. And it has to be the same way in the solo. And I mean, too, you know, something I think about when I get, when I'm fortunate enough to play with great musicians in terms of a rhythm section or, or, or any instruments is when you start to solo, when you leave space and for a piano, Pianists, for us, we, we consider comping still 
you know, leaving space, you know. I'm, but I'm talking about not playing anything. Like you're a trumpet player and you've taken the, the horn away from your head. You step out. <laughs> yeah, like that. Like when you just totally lay out, if you have a great band playing behind you, playing with you, all of a sudden you have a chance to sound great without doing anything. You know, think about that. Just let that listen. You know, number one, listen. And and I mean, you know, of course, work that into your soul. Use that to your advantage. So, so to the point you were just saying about the imagination of the listener, it's not just when there's no sound. It could be the rhythm section. Then when you come in, and I, I always think about this, and I, 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 I try to really take advantage of this, and I forget sometimes. Hopefully it becomes automatic. But when we play something profound, when we play something, you know, important, and that could be at like the peak of a phrase, it could be the peak of sort of the solo, whatever, something that we really feel is important because of the, the structure of the improvisation, it's important to leave some space after that because that's that time for that audience to like ponder that. And it's just like when you're a great speaker who says that speech and then they hit that really important like thing that makes you go, wow, like don't just move on to the next thing. Now, you you know, you, you're not giving them any imagination, no time for them to absorb it. Yeah, when you're playing stuff that is easier absorption, you can kind of absorption, you can kind of move along, but it's all part of the flow. Hey, Pete. What up, Adam? You know we got this open studio thing? Yeah, dog. What am I doing here? Well, you're the creative director. What does that mean? Well, the, the whole thing of open studio is about creativity, so it's kind of an important position. You should know. I guess you're asking me rhetorically, though, right? <laughs> I kind of am. Yeah, no, I know what I do. No, I mean, Don't you know, do. you're doing so many wonderful things here, but I think one of the most important things is you're really overseeing the community aspect, and I'm so proud of what we've built here with our community of students from over 100 countries now. Um, which is really amazing, but um, you've been instrumental to kind of pulling people into this online situation, but really giving a, a great feeling through The Hang, which is our social network and our Facebook groups, and the lessons and the comments and the dialogue with customers, a real kind of in-person, as we might say, IRL experience it's, online. It's one of the best parts, I think, about Open Studio, and, and one of the most incredible things is the engagement that we get to do with members, like you said, from all over the world. And, you know, you briefly mentioned The Hang, but that is our own in-house social media network so that yes. you don't have to be on Facebook and you can still enjoy the free content that we upload almost every day now. I mean, yep. it's getting to be the point where, like, we are giving out, are we giving out too many <laughs> Well, we talk secrets? about that. I don't think so. But you know what? We're starting to learn. I'm learning so much from our students, which is a really fun thing. And then we have students learning from each other That's and right. connecting with each other. And I'm, I'm seeing as much as we give the tactical advice, how do you finger this scale? How do you sing this phrase? And we've got Diane Reeves teaching you. So That's it's right. the best of the best. But we're also just trying to kind of empower folks, give them the confidence that these secrets now are available to everyone. We're not hoarding them over here. And so we're sharing them and we're getting the dialogue going. That's right. On the, on the Hang, our, our in-house social media network, and on our private Facebook groups, we have our own students who are uh, dialoguing with each other. They're sharing transcriptions from famous recordings. They're sharing ideas and concepts right. and licks and voicings and all kinds of stuff. I'm on there every week uh, helping to kind of guide the conversation and add some stuff. You're on there almost every week right. adding some free content, and we have, uh, we have a really good thing going with that community. Absolutely. Maybe we shouldn't be publicizing it. I don't know. Okay. Uh, <laughs> all right. Just cancel this whole thing then. Open Studio. Jazz lessons from jazz legends.
man that is so true i think about when i think about that concept i think a lot about like keith jarrett and some of those standards recordings and he takes these long pauses and then he'll make like a <laughs> yeah, yeah, like he's getting a, kill the vibe. He's receiving a message from aliens about yeah. what to play next, you know, right. and it's this profound thing. But that is so true. You know, yeah. the other part of this this episode is love what you play and play what you love. And I think this is a great way to simplify and to kind of cut down to what I what I've been doing, what I found has worked and has really trimmed the fat in my improv- improvisation is to just think about and maybe even write down the concepts that you want to identify as like, it doesn't have to be a specific, like, Oh, I'm going to play just these voicings, but maybe it's like, I want to be a player that plays, you know, that's able to play in like free time over, over time. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's like something that you can say, that's what I want to have in my playing. Yeah. And you can practice incorporating that. And you could, you could say, I'm a player that I don't want to play, uh, you know, uh, uh, shearing style voicings. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, then you need to like consciously trim that out. Yeah. If that's not who you want to be, I think that's cool to like start defining our identity a little bit. I mean, you always want to let it happen. Right. But there are certain cues you can take. Like if you're like, man, why do I keep playing that? You need to take that out. Well, yeah. And in, intentional practice leads to intentional improvisation for sure. Totally. And 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 not intentional as in pre-programmed or contrived, but I think the intentionality that you're just referring to is about playing, you truly playing the things that you love and that you practice and then you work and then bam, then you're flowing in the improvisation and it sounds organized and it sounds like there's time for it to be absorbed by the listener. And it sounds meaningful, which is what we're trying to do. Totally. man. Yeah. Well, this was fun. That was deep, man. It's always good to Ooh. think about some of these, like, to pull back a little bit yeah. and think about it from above. Right. Well, now that we have these new microphones, we can we really think we, about we it. Can up, we can go up. We can go down. Man, I like the telescoping arms. It's. I mean, what, you didn't like having a mic just jammed <laughs> by your cheek? Man, that thing was, it was, it was all up on me. It was, it was like a. It was like you get on the airplane and, hey, how you doing? <laughs> Every time you turn, he's right there. Yeah. Well, let us know your thoughts on this. You know, this is kind of like a, a, a pretty broad topic that, I think I would love to hear how, how some people deal with this trimming the fat and you're playing loving what you play I don't know we kind of covered it all man I ah. think that was good enough. <laughs> as usual you can go to you'll hear it.com to leave us a question pop and say hi leave us a voicemail we haven't got a voicemail in like I know what's the speak pipe system working we don't Andrew test the speak pipe come on man something's going on I think it still works but yeah maybe people are just getting so much out of it but yeah we love to hear from folks please is anybody out there hello and uh, when you go on there and you contact us you'll hear it